0: Wow, you guys are going to have to give me a little bit of a break today. I have got to get some gum in my mouth, or if anybody has a cough drop, me and my wife have has been fighting sickness big time, and once, notice I say fighting, because I don't receive it, I'm healed in the name of Jesus, amen? So uh, I'll do the best I can today. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Oh man, I'm going to be set for weeks on this so uh, I'm going to talk to you today with some gum in my mouth and uh, no. (laughs) Uh, so anyway um, we're going to begin our awakening for 21 days and that's going to be 21 days of seeking God all right everybody when you came in you have a checklist grab your checklist let's look at that real quick today grab your checklist everybody have them it's in your bulletin and you'll want to grab your insert as well. But what you need for the next 21 days is, first of all, you get your book. Get your book. And books are still for sale outside if you don't have them. And then after you get your book, right in the midder, middle, you can complete pages 125 and 146. And what that is, is that's where you're choosing a fast. How many have already chosen the fast that you're going to do? Okay, you've thought about that. Um as you're choosing your fast, some people have said, I'm fasting caffeine. or I mean, if it's not something in there, don't feel like you can't participate. But somehow, let's all participate in a fast. Some said they're giving up social media. Boy, that'd be a tough one uh, for, for three weeks. And so, however the Lord is leading you to give up, uh, or whatever He's leading you to give up, that would be great. And then the next thing is fill out these bookmarks. You can cut them in half. And the reason we did that is because in your book, tomorrow morning you'll start with day one in your awakening book. And what I like to do is I put one of my bookmarks back at day one. This book you don't start in the beginning, you start back at day one. So get back at day one in the back of your book, read day one, and then it'll tell you to read some pages in the front of the book. And so I take my other bookmark and I put it in the front of the book. So that way you've got two bookmarks. Plus it's you can begin to write thing, down things the Lord's beginning to show you, and you can, um, you can notice and you can remind yourself of the commitment that you've made to this uh, is why we have these bookmarks. So after we fill out the bookmark, the third thing is join a group. Join a group, okay? Today in the back of the church, there's all kinds of groups that you can sign up for. We didn't realize it, but all the groups were on Wednesday so whoo Chad these are really juicy so all the (laughs) so I'm like so all the all the uh, all of our groups are on Wednesday and actually that wasn't on purpose it just kind of happened that way Um, so we actually put a Monday group uh, me and Carmen and Cornelius and Denise are you guys in here somewhere yeah, Cornelius and Denise and Carmen and I, we're going to do one in Pingree Grove. And then also Jay and Karen and a group is doing it on a Thursday night, I think. Is that right? Tuesday. Tuesday. So there's a couple other options for you in that. So we have that. Join a group. And then the last thing is download your app. Even if you grab your phone, um, right now we have 248 people that that have this app and I think that's real cool but when you go to your apps if you go to church on the rock Huntley and download it you'll find it under church on the rock Huntley if you grab your phone go ahead and open up your app and take a look at that you can go to church on the rock Huntley and you that have your app um, it's it's made to where when you get in here you can hit awakening 220 2020 you can go there you can hit groups you can you can see all the groups and you can actually sign up for the groups on your on your app Um, you can do group sign up you can choose your fast you can get your book from here and also down there you see it says mid fast worship night okay what that is is everybody you're gonna go to your group this week sometime through the week you'll go to your group at the home okay next week Everybody's going to meet here on Wednesday night because we're kind of in the middle of the fast and and we need to get re-energized and reinvigorated, you might say. So all groups the second week meet here at the church, okay? And then we're going to have like 30 minutes of worship, and then every group will break out somewhere in the church. Everybody with me? So we'll break out somewhere in the church, and then we'll have prayer, and then we'll go home. And then the third week... You're back at your home with your group, and then your fourth week, you're back at your home with your group, and uh, it's a party night, okay, because we get to start eating at that time. So, uh, and then the other thing I like about this, say you didn't get a book, if you didn't get a book, or you got a book, but you got to work and you forgot your book or something like that, you also can hit devotions on on your app, and when you hit devotions on your app, day one for tomorrow is already on there. And we've actually set the app up on, we've actually set the phone app app up to where you do a little bit in the morning and then we give you some scripture that you can read at noon. And then in the evening, there's a little bit different of a devotion. So even if you have the book, this is going to be the same thing as the book except for the evening devotion. There's an added evening devotion. Because the idea, if you just, if you just, um, if you just, don't eat and you don't put prayer with it that's just a diet okay we're not dieting the next 21 days however you will get the benefits of a diet somebody told me last year they lost 30 pounds um, doing a liquid fast okay but the idea is that we do prayer and fasting so the time that you would be eating you're taking time of prayer so we've set it up where you can do a morning five minute morning start your day off in prayer Read your devotion. Get to noon. Instead of eating, I'm taking my lunch break with the Lord. And I'm reading what's on here for noon. And then at evening, Carmen and I turn the TV off the whole 21 days. And we just spend time with each other. We spend time reading books. We spend time playing cards together. uh, uh, fellowshipping with other people. But we completely turn the TV off for 21 days. Um, How many know that you become what you're committed to? whatever you're committed to you become and and I really ask you this year that you that that everybody would say man I want to have an awakening in my life I want to have a personal awakening man there needs to be an awakening in my marriage there needs to be an awakening in my in my career man I'm not I'm kind of down I'm kind of in the grubs man I need an awakening in my relationships Brothers and sisters, some of us need to put 219 behind us and start looking forward to 220, amen? But but let's give the next 21 days. Let's start the next 21 days and let's give it to the Lord. How many us say, I'll give the next 21 days to the Lord and I'll put forth that effort towards Him? So last week, we talked about if we're going to be privately healthy, if we're going to be privately healthy, Last week, when we talked about being privately healthy, it translates into being publicly fruitful. When we're privately healthy and doing good, then we're going to be publicly doing well with everybody around us. And then last week, we talked about the one two punch how we've got two arms and two legs, and a plane has wings, that it takes a, a, a balanced combination of both. And we talked about the balanced combination of altar, and then we talked about stewardship. And a steward is one who manages and carries out instructions with the resources that, been, that he's been given. So what that means is we're hearing from God in the altar. Well, what are we hearing from God about in the altar? We're hearing from God about what does my relationship need to be with you? How can I make my relationship better with my spouse? I mean, you're, you're taking things to the Lord and you're saying lord i'd like to hear answers lord i'd like to seek a direction you're seeking that in the altar and you're seeking that by hearing from him and you're getting quiet in a quiet place with him but then after you hear things you begin to put feet and you begin to put action to your prayer so that's what we mean with the combination punch of altar prayer but yet we have to have some process and some steps but today i want to really focus on the altar The altar is where we need to start this fast. It's where this fast needs to begin. The altar has to be the top priority in everybody's life. How the altar goes is how you go. I'm telling you, how your prayer life, when I say altar, I mean prayer life. How your relationship with God, how your prayer life goes, how life goes is a direct, translates directly from how the altar is going. People used to say, uh, even with a message, you can tell if Brian's been with Jesus or not. Even with how I conduct myself through the week, you can tell if we've been with Jesus or not. The Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everybody say, seek first. So 21 days, we're saying, God, we're starting this year off by we're saying, we're seeking you first. We're going to practice some God-first living. Instead of getting up and looking at my email, my tax, text, I'm going to get up and get my coffee and I'm going to get my Bible and I'm going to spend time with you. Instead of focusing on me, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to seek the Lord. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Ask and you shall receive, the word says. But when we seek these things, when we put the altar first, then all these other things will be added. Society gets it backwards society gets it backwards and they seek public they seek the public and they seek the after but you got to start with the altar. Abraham was an altar builder. Abraham in the Bible, he started everything. Abraham always was building altars before he started his journeys, before he went somewhere, he was always laying an altar first. He was always consulting the Lord with how would you have me to go? And then another person, how many have heard of Jacob how many's heard of Jacob in the Bible? Jacob had a dream. Anybody seen the picture where you see angels going up to heaven and then coming back to the earth? Angels, how many seen pictures or paintings about angels about this guy laying down dreaming and there's angels going up and angels going ascending and descending to the to heaven and back. What it was is Jacob had a dream. And God's purposes and God's vision and God's plans for Jacob happened with him having a dream. How many of you have a dream for your marriage? How many of you have a dream for your life? How many of you have a dream of something that you want to, to succeed in or that you want to have? Dreams are, born, are start with God in prayer. Jacob was with God in prayer and he dreamed. And the angels going up and down, what they were doing is they were going and hearing what was happening in heaven and bringing it down and establishing it on the earth that's why with the lord's prayer you can say uh, you can say your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven we know the lord's prayer so when we pray angels are ascending and descending upon the prayers and the request that we're receiving in our prayer and we're receiving in our dream and in our vision time with the lord here's what's interesting Jacob, when he had this dream, the Bible says that he picked up a rock. He didn't have a soft pillow, and he was falling asleep. The Bible says he picked up a rock, and he put it under his head, and he laid his head on a rock. And then as he had his head, he was laying his head on a rock, and he was dreaming, and he was seeing his future. And he was seeing what God had planned for him. Just like God has something planned for you. He was seeing all this. But when he woke he was like man this is holy ground man i've truly had an encounter with god i know where i'm going i know what i'm doing and he picked that he picked up that rock listen he picked up that rock and he kept it with him and what that rock was is god was telling him he was going to build a temp there was a temple going to be built where people could worship the lord jacob took that rock that he laid his head on and he got the dream with and that rock became the chief cornerstone of the building that he was making. Amen. Brothers and sisters, when you hit altar, when you pray at the altar and you dream God's dream, not your dream, and you get God's vision, not your vision, you get, your, you get what God has and you're asleep and God's filling your spirit with this and, and he's, he's getting it done in heaven and on earth, he's taking care of things in the spirit. What you receive in prayer becomes the chief cornerstone for your future. I think that's a powerful illustration. So vision and passion. Vision. Dreams. Passion are birthed in the altar. And they're only maintained through the altar. Leonard Ravenhill said that. There's three things that you need. For altar. Three things. And everybody, everybody here has these three things. One. Is quiet place. You need a quiet place too. You need a quiet time. And three. You need a quiet heart. Even Paul said you have to study to be quiet. To quiet your heart. To quiet your mind. That's that's why I like praying in the morning. Because how many say it gets going too fast? You don't got to sit and pray for hours. Take five minutes. Take five minutes. Be consistent in 21 days with five minutes. If you don't have any time with the Lord, if you've never had any time with the Lord and you've never had this practice in your life guys we made it simple for you take this app and do those things three times and I guarantee you your life you will look back in twenty one days and you'll be like "Whoa! I'm gonna keep this habit going because this habit is translated into something that I'm really enjoying the way things are so everybody has those three things but here's what here's what happens Is three things that happen in the personal altar. Again, when you meet with God in the morning, there's three things that's going to happen. The first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have some communion with the Lord. You know, that's the neat thing. Our relationship with God should not be like stale bread. Our relationship with God is something that is alive. We are different than world religions. We have a God that is alive. And brothers and sisters, he he has the ability to have a relationship, a personal relationship with each and every one of us, just like we have relationships face-to-face. Like Chad, I'm talking to Chad face-to-face as a brother talks to a brother. The Bible says that Moses talked face-to-face with God as a brother talks to a brother. Hey, Matt, little brother, I love you, buddy. Abraham talked face to face with God as a man that talks with his brother. Enoch, Enoch in the Bible, the Bible says he lived 365 days and there's only two people in the Bible that didn't see death, three, well Jesus did die. Two people that didn't see death, one is Elijah and the other one is Enoch. Enoch didn't die and Elijah didn't die. Enoch was walking with the Lord day by day, and God was like, man, I like this guy so much, I'm just going to take him on up to heaven with me. He walked with God. Adam, when God made Adam, Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Brothers and sisters, I know that sounds a little crazy, and you might be thinking, you can hear from God, and is it really like that? That's a little out there for me. I thought the same thing, I thought the same thing when people used to tell me that. But brothers and sisters, when I went to Bible college, um, I I got born again. I was going to play football and run track at Pitt State. I called, canceled all that, went down to a Bible college because I felt the call of God on my life. And they'd get up and say, man, you can have a relationship with God. He'll talk to you. He'll tell you things. He'll teach you the word. He'll he, he'll be an ever-present friend. He, he'll be all this stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." But then I started just doing what some of the things they said to do. Is I would I got so I was so zealous of it. To me, the proof of desires in the pursuit. The proof of desires in the pursuit. I had a desire for the Lord. I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning. I'd get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'd just go outside and just start walking. And I didn't realize it, but I began to hear God speak to me. And I began to look at the Bible, and it just didn't seem like a bunch of words anymore. It would speak to me. I began to start having encounters and having impressions in my mind and impressions on my heart that I knew was God, and I'd begin to follow those things. And I kept developing that and developing that and developing that to where, um, actually, I'll tell you how far it can develop. I'll tell you how far it can develop. I'm going to skip down in my notes. Pull up that scripture in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Hey, Jake, come here. I'm going to read this scripture. Yeah, keep it up there. You know, here's how your relationship with God can be. Pretend I'm, pretend I'm God, and Jake's seeking me and he's walking. Hey, Jake, buddy. Yeah. Do you know I love you? Uh-huh. You know, there's nothing you can ever do, that could ever separate my love from you. So you start hearing that stuff, and then Jake will be like, "Tell, tell me how you made a mistake or something, Jake. You ever do that?" Yeah tell me about it say hey God I made a mistake talk to me about that I made a mistake. you did. I did you feel bad about it yeah. you feel like I'm mad at you uh, a little bit. I'm not yeah. I care about you all you gotta do is confess that to me God can, God will follow you and he'll talk to you like that oh, okay. he, he really will I'm not kidding you he really will because the Bible and then, he'll, and then he'll say Jake you know you were talking to me about some friends in your life you know, I, I, I don't know about some of those relationships. The Bible says that bad company can, correct good moral, can corrupt good morals. I want you to walk away from them. I want you to keep your eyes on me. I don't want you to look to the right. I don't want you to look at those friends over there. And I don't want you looking at those friends over there. I want you to look at me, Jake. I want you keeping your eyes focused on me. I got a plan for your life. Yeah. Guys, he, 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 the Lord, I'm telling you, you can have a relationship with the Lord like that. Lord. I remember, I remember when I remember when I was at Bible college, um, my personality was in booze. I was always real shy. I, I couldn't talk to people very, very quiet natured and and insecure and not confident and to myself couldn't talk to girls if my life depended on it and I remember one time I went to a party and there was a keg I was like 15 years old and the first time I drank I had to put a um, mint in my mouth to choke the booze down it tasted terrible and uh, I choked some booze down and and then it got to the end of the night you just guzzle them just guzzle them and and it felt good. But then all of a sudden I experienced something I never experienced. I could talk to people now. Wow, I could talk to people. And you know what? People like me. They, I, they, they, people like me and I can talk to people. And that was kind of a hook to where it got to where I would keep a fifth in my dashboard in my pickup. And I would drink in between class or, and I would just kind of keep lit. Because that would kind of help me be able to do what you do. Well, when I went to Bible college, I made two commitments. I decided I wasn't going to chew tobacco, chew tobacco anymore. And, it, and I decided I wasn't going to drink anymore. And I also laid down girls. It, and I said I wasn't doing those things. Even with your fast, guys, this is a great time to do that. The next 21 days, in fact, the next point in the sermon is a fast. First, it's a time of communion. Number two, a fast is a time of consecration. A fast is a time where you seek holiness and you seek to change some things in your life that isn't right. Are y'all with me today? Okay, I want to get back to the story. So at Bible college, I was practicing that consecration. I was like, I'm not going to do things with girls anymore. I'm going to wait until I'm married. I'm not going to drink and get drunk anymore. I'm not going to chew tobacco anymore. I'm not going to fight anymore. I, I, I laid all that stuff down. Man, I keep feeling this. Guys, there's things in this church that you need the next 21 days. Lay some things down. Lay some things down. But I remember it was Christmas. Uh, uh, but I, my first semester, um, I, I had a roommate. and And... But I couldn't go to lunch, and I couldn't, um, like at lunchtime, if if my roommate didn't go to lunch, I didn't eat, because I was too shy to go sit in the cafeteria alone. So I would try to schedule, to the only person I knew was my roommate, my girlfriend that I followed down there broke up with me the first week. I got down there, the girl that led me to the Lord broke up with me. So now I was lonely, my personality that was in booze is gone. And my roommate, if I couldn't eat with him, I was starving. Because I couldn't, I was backwards. All right. Talk about relationship with the Lord. I remember one day, one night, I fell down on my floor. Oh, here's what it was. Everybody went home for Christmas. And there were only like seven people at the school. And I I was eating beans out of a can. Because the lunchroom wasn't open and I didn't have money to get food but I remember falling down on the floor and saying God I am so lonely I'm so dogged lonely I'm, I'm so and I just started talking to him about how I felt and guys it was that time that through that communion that I learned that there's a real personal savior That whatever you run to for comfort, that I learned in an early age, you could run to Him for comfort. You didn't have to run to food. You didn't have to run to people's beds. You didn't have to run to addictions. You didn't have to run to that. But I truly encountered a comfort from the Lord. So things that happen with you, things that happen with you fast, is the first thing is it's a time where you just practice communion seriously guys i've I've, I've already threw my notes away because i just want to keep it real today seriously start that practice tomorrow start that practice tomorrow it's all laid out for you and if you'll put forth that if you'll commit to that i will say that god will show up and you will begin to experience some encounter If you can just start with having that communion, it's on the app, morning, at noon, read these scriptures, at night, read this. The prayer, it even tells you how to pray on there. I would say 80% of people don't do that in this room. I would say that probably 20% of people have any kind of a prayer life at all. That's no condemnation, but as as a pastor, I'm trying to coax you into something that'll make your life so much better. The second thing, and and then, guys, and then if you add fasting to it, again, if you just don't eat, that's a diet. We're not dieting. We're doing prayer and fasting. Write down on your card some things you want to change. On that second point, the things that happen in a personal altar, one, there's communion, two, there's consecration. Consecration is is where you're setting yourself apart. You're saying, Lord, I turn the TV off. Lord, I'm turning off eating food. Lord, I'm I'm turning off some social media. I'm putting down some stuff that I normally like to do, and I'm creating a space for you to fill. Look at me. God is a filler, not a forcer. He will not force you to do that of I mean, you guys played football he might have played football you know I was a pulling guard um, one year as a fullback I was a pulling guard if we were running between the center and the guard the center's pushing the nose guard out I'm going out and hitting the linebacker and we're creating a space so the superstar can run through the hole guys that's what prayer that's what fasting is all fasting is is you're creating a space how many of you moms remember when you brought your baby home? You created a space. You made the room. You painted the room. You put stuff in the, on the walls and things in the dresser. You created a space. Fasting's creating a space. So, guys, I want to hit this real strong. Your personal altar tomorrow first will be communion. The second thing is I want you to write down some things in your life that you want to change. Some things in your life that need to change. And guys, I'm going to say need to change. Everybody look at me. Most of what, most of the change that that, that needs to happen in my life is a change that needs to happen. Look at me. Most of us don't want change. That's why we stay on the same path we don't want to put forth the effort we don't want to give up the pleasure of what it might bring but the fact is we need to change some things and then here's the other fact is you can't change it because you've tried but god can i'm telling you in this next 21 days if you will put some things down that are kicking your butt that are kicking your butt spiritually Write them down, because God hadn't called us to be doormats. He hadn't called us to walk in lack of victory. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The scripture says in Philippians 2.13, He gives us both the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. So let's take the next 21 days and start lining up our lives, lining up our marriage, lining up our careers, lining up our relationships, lining up our relationship with what he wants, with what he wants. And we're going to find out that that's going to make things a whole heck of a lot better. I'm telling you. And then the third thing that happens in personal altar is commission. Guys, I want to tell you something. I don't think I've ever heard so clearly what God wants to do in the next few weeks. I sat down Monday, because I've got three years of doing awakenings, and I spent about 20 hours Monday and Tuesday, a little bit into Wednesday, making a perfect sermon to kick this thing off with about awakening. I got to Wednesday, and I'm like, it's a good sermon, but... This isn't what God's saying to do. So I threw it all away. I did that last week, actually, too. Last week's sermon, God gave it to me on Friday. Altar stewardship. This week, God said, get people to establish the altar. If God said that, can someone say, Lord, I'll obey that. I'll obey that. And I've showed you how to do it. Get, an, get the people to establish altar. How, I mean, how simple can that be? Get people to establish altar. If you can, get, choose a fast with it. That fast just makes things like on steroids. Are y'all with me? If it's good, it gets amazing when you add fast to it. All right? The second thing he told me, he said, get people to commit themselves to righteousness. Righteousness. Righteousness is right living with God, being right with God, being right with others. Righteousness is what I need. Righteousness is what you want for me. Take my heart, Lord, form it. Take my mind, transform it. Take my will, conform it. To you, Lord, righteousness is what I need. Righteousness is what you have for me. Holiness is what I long for. Holiness is what I need. Holiness is what you want from me. So, Lord, take my life. Take my heart and form it. Take my mind, transform it. Take my will, let's conform it to your will. To yours, God. Here's what's going to happen. If you will establish the altar this week. If you'll establish the altar this week. 100% participation. If you'll establish the altar this week. Next week, <coughs> next week I'm going to preach on commission. And, and what I want you to do this week. No, we're going to get out of it. Just, just do the app this week. Just establish connection with God. Y'all with me? Plug your TV in. Prayer is like plugging your TV in. You're getting some reception. You're tuning God in, okay? That's all you need to do this week. Second thing, find a group. See, I'm going to be a little bit harsh. I'm going to be a little bit harsh. Some of us want God to change our lives all around, but we won't even give up going to group because we think we're too busy. Come on, guys. You become what you're committed to. I heard the Lord say this. He said establish personal prayer and then he said get people to group because God's going to do something where we're going to learn to pray for each other and with each other. There's something, I, don't, I don't know all that God's going to do, but something amazing is going to happen in group. Find a group today. Next week, we're going to start bulleting and making notes of what we're hearing in altar. Y'all with me? Next week we're gonna start. You can start this week. Just get a bunch, just write marriage down and, and then start write getting some bullet points. Man God show me I'm a horse's hiney. God show jot that down. Just jot down. Just jot down just say something. Lord I want this to change in my mouth in my life and then just start taking bullet points listen to me take bullet points and just start jotting down stuff you're hearing next week we're going to start taking our bullet points and we're going to start taking we're going to start putting them in a, pro, in a procession in steps everybody just wants to hopscotch this week i heard the lord people just want to play hopscotch where they just jump all these steps well god told me i'm gonna have a good marriage and we just jump clear over to here what i want you to be doing in prayer this week and next week is to start jotting down god showed me i'm self-centered god showed me this and you're starting to change those things you didn't get in the mess you're at overnight we're going to set steps through prayer to where we're going to start taking back the land that the devil's taken So, next week, and this start jotting stuff. How do I do that? Jot down personal life, personal life, marriage life, relations, finances, career, business. I mean, jot them down, and then just start bringing them up to God in communion, and you're going to start hearing Him. I'm telling you, it's exciting. Then we'll start organizing those thoughts with commission next week. And then the last week, we're going to talk about how to manage and how to walk out what God told us. And everybody look at me. We are going to have a freaking amazing year. An amazing year. An amazing year. But just don't go, oh, we're going to have an amazing year. And, and then set on yourself and not even go to a group and not even do communion, you're going to wake up next year just like you are right now. Aren't you tired of going around the same mountain 50 jillion times? How many get tired about the same cycle, the same mountain, doing it over and over? How many want some change in your life? God can bring change and transformation. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. I pray that you would speak to hearts today. Lord, you said when I preached the word, you said that you would confirm your word with a sign and a wonder following, And that would be this, that there's a voice, that there's a nudge saying, you need to be a part of this. Right now, where you're at, I want you to say, God, I'll commit. God, I'll commit to these next few days. If you don't have money for our book, you'll tell them, Brian said, it's free to you. There's books out there. Don't make any excuses. Get in a group. Right now, everybody in your way, if God's speaking you to tell him this. Say, God, I want to make an appointment with you in the morning. Now tell him what time. Make an appointment. Put it on your calendar. Okay. Here's another appointment we need to make. I'm going to get in a group. Find the group. Make the appointment. Amen. I'm rattling. I just want it to be so good for you. You Y'all, you're dismissed in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You say, you're not calling us to prayer. Yeah, I just called you to a week of prayer. I called you to a week of prayer. God bless you in the name of Jesus. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.